we did have a couple of little issues with some of the neighbors. They didn't like the idea of somebody building, I guess, a house in the backyard, you know? And so they tried to stop us from doing it. But legally, there was nothing that they could do. We did everything that we could to make sure that we were doing things, you know, appropriately and legally. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 210 with Adrian and Catherine Alvarez. If you're trying to build a tiny house on a budget, starting with a pre-existing shed can be one of the cheapest ways to do it. My guests, Adrian and Catherine Alvarez, have turned a 16 by 50 Dirksen shed into a tiny home. In this interview, they will share how they bought their $20,000 shed for just $10,000 and then spent very little money converting the rest of the house into a fairly large for the tiny house world, tiny home for their family of three. Shed conversions are their own special animal, and Adrian shares things that he wished he knew about shed conversions before starting, and so much more. I hope you stick around. I want to tell you about something that I think will be super helpful as you plan, design, and build your tiny house. Tiny House Decisions is the guide that I wish I had when I was building my tiny house. It comes in three different packages to help you on your unique tiny house journey. And if you're struggling to just figure out the systems for your tiny house, you know, like how you're going to heat it, how you're going to plumb it, you know, what construction technique are you going to use, like sips or stick framing or steel framing, tiny house decisions will take you through all these processes systematically and help you come up with a design that works for you. Right now, I'm offering 20% off any package of Tiny House Decisions. For listeners of the show, you can head over to thetinyhouse.net slash THD to learn more and use the coupon code TINY at checkout for 20% off any package. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash THD and use the coupon code TINY for 20% off. I am here with Adrian and Catherine Alvarez. Adrian and Catherine have turned a 16 by 50 Dirksen shed into a tiny home. The family of three lives in Houston, Texas. Adrian and Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad to have you here. So uh, I guess um, I'm always fascinated by the shed conversions because, you know, you see them, you see these pre-built structures and, you know, always wonder like what does it take to convert one into a house you know does it work right um and so i guess my my first question is just like you know why why did you choose a shed conversion well can i answer this cat <laughs> yeah you can so um well when, when we first got married you know we had always wanted to have our own home but it was just really expensive you know especially in houston that the market is is extremely expensive even like now in 2022 it's just gone through the roof but when we first got married, we started renting. And then after a year of mm-hmm. renting, we realized like, okay, $12,000 and we don't own anything, you know, and we wanted to have our own little space. And we said, what is the fastest way that we could have our own little space? And so initially we looked at um, like RVs, you know, and we did, an, we did the RV thing for a little while, but then we just started having serious conversations. We'd watch these YouTube videos of people get in these shed houses, like these sheds and turning them into shed houses. Mm-hmm. And um, we just fell in love with that idea. We were like, this, is, this could be 
something that we could do, you know? And so it really just started from watching YouTube, seeing that other people were doing it and that it is possible and just having that grow into a real, a real thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and so take me from, you know, from kind of the realization that it could be a thing. What, you know, what were your next steps? How, how quickly did you, did you make it happen? Okay. So <laughs> it's taken a little bit over a year mm-hmm. and we're still not done. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I wish I could be, we could sit here and say that the house is hundred percent done. It's not. It's about 90, 90% done. There's still a trim that needs to be done, touch it, paint, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But how we got started and, and everything, like I said, it, it was the YouTube videos really got us motivated. After we saw that it was actually possible, we just sat down and had conversations and said, is this something that we can do? You know, Is this something that are we both mm-hmm. willing to make a lot of sacrifices and, you know, you know, sacrifices and, you know, not going places and doing things with our friends and, and you know, mm-hmm. not buying things that we would like to buy and just saving all of the money that we're able to and try to do this because we didn't take out a, a bunch of money in loans. You know, we pulled out, you know, a small loan and we did this basically, you know, check to check. But basically the way that it started is my father bought a piece of property. Mm-hmm. It was about an acre, acre. Is it an acre and a half yet? Like an acre and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he bought this piece of property in Houston. It has no restrictions, no HOA, anything like that. And all of the neighbors have these little apartment buildings or they turn their garages into apartments and things like that. And my dad said, hey, um, what if y'all were to build a little house on the property? And we had already been kind of flirting with the idea of a shed conversion into a house. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, okay, this is, this is our opportunity. Because that's the other part is like, you could... You could build the house, but you have to have the land to put it on also without the restrictions sure. and everything else. And so it just kind of fit perfectly. We didn't have to buy the land. We could build it on my father's property in an area that didn't have restrictions. And so it just it just seemed like, okay, this is the time for us to do this. And so we had been living in a, in a little camper for probably almost two years, I believe. Right, Kat? Uh, actually, Four years because when we got the RV, uh, Axel was a couple of months when we moved in in the RV. Mm. So like almost four years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did that for quite a while and we were like, you know what? There's a lot of families that do it, but it's just not sustainable like long term, you know? Mm-hmm. At least not for us. It, it just wasn't. We were just kind of outgrowing it. And so we went looking and we... We went one day and we just started looking at, um, we typed in Dirksen and on Google and just try to find these little places that sell these, these buildings. And um, we came across this one place and we sat down and spoke with the lady and we found out quickly that these buildings are like $20,000 brand new. And so we were like, okay, oh well, that's going to, yeah, that's going to cut into the budget. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, that's, and, which is still way cheaper than a house, but you think that's just $20,000 for a shell. Yeah. And so... We were like, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to be as easy as we thought. And so we kept looking and then we found a little spot that had um, the building that we ended up purchasing sitting in the back of the lot with all of the other ones. And so we went to go Mm. look at it and it was a repossession. So somebody had had it, they couldn't finish paying it, and then they had to repossess this building. So we were all excited. We, We ran up to the front and we're like, hey, we want to talk to you guys about this shed. And the lady said, well, unfortunately, somebody just purchased it. You know, they just bought it. And oh. that one's, yeah, it was a bummer. 
And so we were like, oh man, I said, is there any chance that if it doesn't work out, could you give me a call? She goes, we'll give you a call if it happens, but that's never happened before. Nobody buys one of these things and then says, hey, we don't want it or whatever, right? And so I had given her our phone number and we had just kind of, you know, put it in the back of our mind, but we really kind of forgot about it, honestly. And maybe um, three weeks to a month went by and we get a call from the the woman at the at the at the location and she said the gentleman who purchased the building he did not want to cut down a tree to have the building transported into his property and so he lost out do you guys want it and we we picked it up at that opportunity nice and so that like normally they're like 20,000 and because it was a repossession it was only like $10,000 so we got it for half the price of that it would normally be that's amazing and that's kind of how it started, yeah. And so give give me a sense of like what you know what it is that you got. I, I'm get so it's like a, a finished shed, so there's exterior siding, the windows are in, the doors are in, but there's no no insulation. Yeah, what's the floor like? Can t- tell me about what it was right. like in its raw form. So all of this stuff you could you could see it like on the YouTube channel, but it's basically you have, I don't know what they call that exterior plywood that has like the grooves in it. And it's, it's not hardy backer, but it's like, yeah, I forget exactly. Yes. And so it's basically that painted on the outside with two by four studs all the way around it. Okay. It has two windows and I believe it had just regular doors, not barn doors, but they normally come with barn doors. Mm-hmm. And in this case it had been repossessed. So the person who had this shed was actually trying to convert it into a tiny house. Ah. And so they had like pieces of plumbing in places. They had bits of floor. They had a little bit of construction that had taken place, but nothing was finished. And so we kind of had to do a little bit of demolition when we first got in because it was, um, it was the beginning of the project. Essentially it was not, it wasn't Mm -hmm. completed. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And, and how do they, how do they deliver it to you? It was it was really interesting. They had this huge trailer. Mm-hmm. So the entire building sat on this trailer and then the trailer lifts up from the front and they put like basically it looks like a car axle or whatever but it's like a dolly. Uh-huh. As they they lift up the front it starts to slide off the trailer and then they put the the back underneath the wheels. They roll it and then they have like this little forklift kind of machine that they get underneath the front of it and then they'll they'll bring it onto the property. It's pretty interesting how they do it. Wow. And those guys are pretty talented because it was the tight spot. We thought for a second that we weren't gonna be able to get it either. But they they're they're pretty impressive how those guys um get that building into the spot. Yeah, that is really impressive. And what did you have to do to the ground, you know, before putting it down? Right. So and that's something that I wish we would have done a little bit more of. We did do ground prepping. So the, one of the first things that we did is we marked out the location of where the building was going to go. Mm-hmm. And then we got a machine that compacted all of the dirt. I wish that we would have poured either you know blocks of concrete or something just to give it better stabilization. Yeah, And that's something that we may do in the future. But as of right now, it's just compacted dirt with cinder blocks on top of it. And that's probably not the best way to do it, honestly. But um, in the future, we're going to be going back and probably lifting up part of the house, pouring a piece of concrete, and then trying to reinforce 
it to make it more okay. more stable. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Well, that's all fascinating. So where you live in Houston is, you know, are you like fully legal there in terms of the tiny house or are you kind of flying under the radar? Like how does that work with, with converting a shed to a house? Yeah. So in the location that we are in, there is no restrictions. There's no HOA or anything like that. Mm -hmm. The building is 100% registered with the Harris County is the County that we, that we live in. It is uh, registered with Harris County. We do have permits because you have to get permits to get electrical and um, and things like that. Okay. We did have a couple of little issues with some of the neighbors because they didn't like it. So they tried to stop us from doing this. Ooh. They didn't like the idea of there, somebody building, I guess, a house in the backyard, you know? And so they tried to stop us from doing it. But, you know, legally there was nothing that they could do and... We we did everything that we could to make sure that we were not flying underneath the radar, but doing things, um, you know, appropriately mm -hmm. and legally and everything like that. Yeah. Because to put all this money and effort into something and the, the county come and say, hey, you can't do that. We have to take it down or whatever. That would be that'd be pretty rough. <laughs> so we tried to do everything Super the best rough. way possible. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose the um, the less mobile the house is, the more sure you want to be with the, the legal <laughs> regulations. Right, right. I guess you could probably move this building, but it'd be extremely, extremely difficult to do, and it'd probably tear yeah. everything yeah. inside. So, yeah, exactly. It's 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 your house now. So, um, what did you? So you got the house delivered. You got it all, you know, kind of shored up and reinforced. Um, at that point what's you know what did you start doing next i'm guessing you like put put up walls put down floors like what, yeah, was, what so, was the next step so me me and me and cat have uh we've been married for five years and my father actually had a flooring business when i was a kid and so he taught me how to do tile flooring how to do laminate flooring a little, little bit of wood uh working with mm -hmm. my with my uncle and my cousins and so the flooring, you know, we, we had a pretty good knowledge of. I also worked on different crews and doing like a little bit of framing, nothing like extremely professional, but I kind of had a good, just the, you know, yep. just of how, how to do these types of things. Um, also worked with sheetrock and I was an electrician for mm -hmm. a few years. So I had, I had a lot of like the, the basic knowledge on how to do this. And yeah, the, the five years that me and Catherine have been married, we've always been picking up little odd and end jobs. And she's always been helping me. Mm -hmm. She's always a great, she's, she's an incredible helper. She's always willing to stick it out and, and help me even when it's hot and even when we're hungry and even when we don't really want to do it, she's always there helping. And so, so yeah, when we, when we started, we did the demo stuff. We first started doing walls. Well, first, actually, I should say is we had to figure out a floor plan, right? We had to figure out how okay. are we going to make this 16 by 50 livable, you know? And so Catherine and I sat down and we got pieces of paper out and we were like, I think we want it like this. And we think we want it like this. And so we kind of drew up a few ideas and then we sent the, those pictures, those drawings to my uncle, who was, uh, he's actually a blueprint engineer, which is convenient okay. enough because yeah, yes, <laughs> pretty convenient. Right. And he looked at everything and he told us what was possible or what was not possible, you know, and he, he gave us like professional blueprints. Nice. And he said, this is, this is kind of the idea that you guys want. Feel free to change it, but this is what's going to be the most structural way to do it. And, and so he gave us the best um, way to, to do this. 
And so uh-huh. then we just we started putting walls up and I'm watching YouTube videos how to how to build a wall, <laughs> you know. And um I had a kind of a general knowledge but I wanted to make sure that I was doing it right. And so watched a lot of YouTube videos how to build a wall. Mm-hmm. And then we started putting walls up. Then after we put the walls up, we started doing insulation. After we did the insulation, we started, you know, mm-hmm. like double checking, making sure that everything was good. And then after that was good, we started running all the electrical stuff. So we ran all the electrical, the plumbing and everything that I didn't know. Like I knew, a, I knew a decent amount, but everything that I didn't know, me and Catherine, we were just like YouTube and Googling just to make sure that, you know, we were doing it right. And there's a lot of mistakes that we've made, but you know, I really do think that if you have enough determination, you can, you'll figure it out, you know, and, and the internet is, is a very powerful place to find knowledge and, and information. So yeah, we just, we just kept working on it little by little. There's a couple of little things that I will, that I will say that it, that's, that helped us out with this project. Okay. We're like really, really big into like uh, bartering. So like, we'll, we'll buy something, we'll fix it up and then we'll trade or we'll sell it and we'll try to get more money that way and so we yeah. actually ran a, we, we ran across one of these little i think they're called utvs it's like a it's like a little doom buggy for like a little four-seater doom buggy and yeah. um yeah. I, I got i got a great deal on it for like a thousand dollars and it was a brand new uh-huh. machine the gentleman had bought it right before covid and then uh-huh. he got it for his niece and nephew they didn't really mess with it and so he said hey i want to sell this thing and he bought it for like Five, like four or five thousand dollars and we bought it for a thousand dollars and then i traded that for all of the sheetrock work inside of the shed house and so it's not the you know most conventional way but it it worked out you know yeah no that's that's awesome sometimes it's like you turned a thousand dollars and and what do you think the it would have cost to hire the sheetrock work yeah. out I, I think he's when he gave us the first quote he said it was going to be around $3,700 to do the sheetrock yeah. work. So we, we did save definitely on that, on that way. So everyone, everyone got a good deal except the guy yeah. who sold you the UTV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, he could afford it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So. Sounds like it. Sounds like yeah. it. So what's your, what's your total cost all in? Um. So we, we paid ten thousand for the building, mm-hmm. and then in repairs, renovations, and everything that we've gotten, it's around another, I think, twenty five thousand. So we're around like thirty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars or so. Yeah, but that's for an eight hundred square foot home that is ours, you know. And so yeah, we look at it as a win because I don't think anywhere in Houston you could find a house for less than forty thousand dollars. Thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah, no, and that's you know. No mortgage. Right. Right, right. We have one small loan that we're paying off and we're almost mm-hmm. halfway through with that one. So we're hoping by next year we'll be completely done with it. And uh yeah, we won't have we won't have a mortgage anymore. We'll be able to, to spend that money on experiences and, and travel and different things. It'd be great. That's awesome. That's that's the tiny house lifestyle. Right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Tiny House Decisions, my signature guide, and the resource that I wish I had when I was building my tiny house. It starts with the big decisions, which is, you know, should you build a tiny house yourself or with help? Um, is a is a pre-built shell a good idea? 
Um, is a house on wheels better than on the ground and what works better for you? Um, deciding on the overall size, deciding on whether you should use custom plans or pre-made plans, different types of trailers and more. Uh, then in, the, in part two, we get into the system. So heat, water, showers, hot water, toilets, electrical, refrigeration, ventilation. And we're only two thirds of the way through the book at this point. From systems, we go into construction decisions, talking about nails versus screws, SIPs versus stick framed versus advanced framing versus metal framing. Uh, We talk about how to construct a subfloor, sheathing, roofing materials, insulation, windows, flooring, kitchen. I know I'm just reading off the table of contents, but I just want to give you a sense of how comprehensive Tiny House Decisions is. Uh, It's a total of 170 pages. It contains tons of full-color drawings, diagrams, and resources, and it really is the guide that I wish I had when I was building my tiny house. Right now, I'm offering 20% off any package of tiny house decisions using the coupon code TINY when you head over to thetinyhouse.net slash THD. That's THD for tiny house decisions. Again, that's coupon code TINY when you check out at thetinyhouse.net slash THD. Is there any, um, any lessons or things that you wish you knew about shed conversions, you know, in, spe- in particular, that you wish you knew before you started? <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of things that I wish I would have known before doing this. Well, I guess one of the main things that I wish I would have known is that it's going to take a lot of time. I feel like you look at the size of the building, you're like, oh, all we have to do is this, 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 and this. And then we have a house. And so you just have it in the front of your mind. Sometimes you get excited about the project and you just want to get it done, done, done. But then, you know, a year went by and we were like, wow, you know, we're still not done. We're in it, but it, we're technically still not done. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have really had a realistic time frame, you know. And I mean, not that not that that's wrong not to have, you know, to be excited about a project, but I think just having a, a more realistic time frame would have kept me from like disappointment and feeling like we're taking too long, you know? Yeah. Because that was one of the things that I would be like, oh, this is taking forever to do this house. It's taking forever. It's taking forever. And I would get really bummed out. And then I would feel like maybe we can't do this. Maybe this isn't going to work out. I'm not sure. I don't know. And then Catherine would always come in and, and what would you say, Kat? Every time I would talk like that. We can do it. <laughs> We can do it. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always the positive person because in Houston, it gets 100 degrees. And we have a fan, but it doesn't cool off. So when it gets hot, we're like pouring sweat and we're like, let's oh, call man. it quits because it's so hot. So that's why it took so long for us to finish because it will get so hot. And then now the cold gets here, it gets so cold. So there's yeah. no wow. win-win. So Adrian will be like, I can't do this. I just don't want to do it. I'm like, dude, we have to do it. Yeah. This is our dream. It has been always our dream. We have to focus on this. I'm always the positive person. He's like, something's so negative, but I try to push <laughs> him up. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Because And it's true. Like, we we had the heat stroke you know, because of Houston, just it being Houston. And then we had that Texas winter freeze last year. Yeah. And so those two things just really like put everything on hold. Yeah. So, but yeah. So how, how long did you think it was going to take and how long, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's done. I mean, you're, you said it's 90% done, but you're living there. Right. Um, right. 
you know, how, what was your, cause like when I built my tiny house, I thought it could be done in three months and right. <laughs> uh, it took me 13. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what Catherine was thinking it was going to take, but I thought that it might take six to nine months to do, you know, and I don't know. I just, you know, one of the things that actually, um, you mentioned it before and I, I just got a total blank. But um, one of the things that was really hard that I wish I would have known that took a lot longer was getting the permit for the electrical stuff. That took mm. forever. That took months and months and months. And I'm not sure exactly why it took so long. We had all of the proper paperwork, all of the documentation, but I, the state just moved slow, I guess. I don't know. It, it took forever. But yeah, I mean, I guess we thought it would take like six to, six to nine months, you know, and it, it took it took yeah. a lot longer than that. We're still not done, but you know, <laughs> but yeah. And what about, what about you, Catherine? Any things that you wish that you knew before you get started, you got started? Um, I already knew it was going to take a lot of work. That's, uh, I don't like work. I don't like working at the heat. That's the only thing I get very moody. I don't like working on the heat, but I try to help Adrian as much as I could because I had health issues. So I would get sick and then he would work at the shed house by himself and I feel bad, mm-hmm. but he was like, Oh, it's going to take like nine months. I'm like, in my head is like, Nope, it's going to take more than that. Any day. <laughs> it took yeah. forever to finish it. Yeah. Well, at least you knew, at least you had that idea. So how long did it end up taking before you felt like you could live there? Right. It probably took close to 15 months or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I mean, and this was working, I have a full-time job. And so I was working my job and then coming home and almost every single day working on this, this building. And for the most part, it was me by myself and Catherine helping. Yeah. And so there we have, and, and I don't want to say that we did it all on our own. I mean, if I could, I'd like to give a huge thank you to Anthony and Olivia from Ant and Olive's workshop. They helped us out so much. They have another, they're, they're another set of YouTubers that actually came and, and helped us out. Oh, cool. Building the countertop. Yeah. And so uh, we got help from them and it was a, it was a huge help. The gentleman, I don't remember his name, but the gentleman that did the sheetrock, the willing to do the trade, that was a huge thing. So there's a lot of like things that, you know, that we were helped with, but for the most part we, we did, if I had to put a, a percentage on it, we did probably like, you know, 70% ourselves. And, um, yeah. And, you know, it just took a lot, a lot of work. And there was, like I said, there was days that it was really hot and I would go in there and I would do 30 or 45 minutes and be like, okay, that's it. I'm done. It's 110 oh, degrees outside. I can't, I can't do anymore. Yeah. 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 But, um, we just stuck with it and we, we just, like Catherine said, we just, that, this was our, it may not be everybody's dream, but this was yep. our dream was to have our own home. And we just kept that, you know, at the front of our mind and. Anytime I, I felt down about it, she encouraged me. And then when she was feeling down about it, she would, there was times, I'm not going to lie. There was sometimes that Catherine would say, this is taking forever. And then I'd be like, I know, I know. And so we, we really did. We encouraged each other a lot. She's way more positive than I am, but we did, we have to, we did have to both encourage each other just to keep going because it, it, it can become overwhelming very, very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And building, you know, building your own house, whether it's, you know, small or, I'm not going to say that your house is large, but you know it's bigger than most tiny houses that you know my listeners might be thinking about. But right, it's all a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, it is, and that's that, 
we get we get comments sometimes like your house is not a tiny house your house is a small house you know mm-hmm. but i mean I, I guess it just depends on perspective you know it's not even a thousand square feet you know and it's in somebody else's yeah. backyard so i mean but um you know I, I guess to us you know it's a um it's a lot bigger than the camper the camper that we were in was 150 square feet so it is a lot lot bigger than that yeah but it is i mean anybody that comes over and they hear that we have a a shed that we turned into a house they're always like they give us this like kind of weird face like why would you do that why would you live in a in a shed in somebody's backyard and then they come over and they see it and they're like oh wow this is like an apartment like this is like a you know and and then they get it you can see the light bulbs kind of click and they're like oh okay i understand why you're doing this now i see yeah because it looks like it looks like a house you know you might not really know even that it that it's a shed unless you really knew what to look for right 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 and another and another thing it kind of helped us to save money for our shed house was we are this couple that likes to go in San Antonio or Austin or oh I want to buy this and I want to buy that and we kept our minds like okay you want that uh-huh. let's pretend we're buying it but the how much it costs put it in our safe and we're like oh we already bought it but not actually we put it on the safe so we can save more money to buy the shed house yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's I like an interesting that. way of doing that. You know, it's like, how much would that pair of shoes cost? A hundred bucks? Do you really need them, or is that a need or a want? Is it a want? Right. If it's a want, right. then that hundred dollars that you would have spent on those shoes, let's put that towards savings. And so it's like you would have spent that money anyway. You just didn't get <laughs> you just didn't get the thing that you wanted, and that's a way that you could see like you know how much money first that you you would have spent. But in turn, you're able to mm-hmm. save it by doing that. And that was that was Catherine's idea. And that was something that helped us out a lot was was doing that. Yeah, that's a great that's a great kind of life hack to just yeah. don't buy the thing. Put the money in your savings account instead. I love yeah. that. It was yeah. a little difficult because it was like I want it so bad. We're like, do you want it or do you want your own house? I'm like, you know what? I want my own house. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and you can probably buy, you know, once you have your own house, then maybe you can buy it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of things that we that I think sometimes people will see something that they feel like they want. They really, really want something. And then, mm-hmm. you know, or they feel like they just need it. But if you give a person time, you know, they'll realize, you know, I really don't need that. I just really wanted yeah. it. You know, I just really, really wanted that thing, but I really don't need it. Yeah. You know, and so just it did. It, it took it took discipline to do that. And it just, you know, all of the, all of the work and everything, all the money that we saved, it just it really paid off in the end. So, yeah, you know, if, if anybody that that's trying to do this, just keep your focus, just keep your keep your eyes on the prize. You know, just just keep working towards that, because at the end, if you keep going, you you will have it. You know, nice. So, does the shed have? And upstairs, I, I've seen some shots where there looks like there's some kind of loft or, or upstairs space. Yeah, so um, initially it did. When we first got okay. it, when it was a renovation, it did have a loft space. The way that we have it now, it does not have a loft space. It has an attic space now. Okay. So the way that the shed is laid out is you walk in, the doors are right in the middle of the, of the shed house. And mm-hmm. to your left is the bedroom. And bathroom in the middle is the kitchen, the living room, and then all the way to the right is my son's room and the laundry room. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. above my son's room 
is the attic and that's where the air condition air handle we have that central system so okay the ac you know ac equipment is above his room in the attic um and then we had because if you ever, if you watch any of the youtube videos you'll see that the ceilings are really tall they're like 12 foot to center mm-hmm. and so because of that we had to put the what are they what do they call those those industrial i guess style ac vents that you see in restaurants and stuff like that so that way we could have air conditioning inside the the home yeah oh those are cool i like i like that i like kind of bringing in some industrial look into a house i think it it creates a a really neat vibe yeah and it wasn't really by choice it was more by necessity because actually Catherine initially initially she didn't like the look of that she was like no i don't i don't want to see the ac vents but we didn't have attic space throughout the entire house so that was kind of our only option or to do floor Mm. ac vents and then we lived in the camper where we had that and then you know with the sweeping and everything everything gets always it seems like trapped inside those ac vents so that just right we just decided against that Mm. but i think um i think it's safe to say that we've actually kind of fallen for them and we really like the way that it looks now everybody that comes over is like oh wow that looks so cool and we're like oh we just it was yeah. the only way possible like but everybody seems to like the look of it and i think that it's kind of won us over also nice nice well um you're also you've been documenting your build on on youtube um yeah can you tell us about about the channel and about what you're doing sure so when we started doing this, we didn't know that we wanted to record. It was just kind of an idea. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Catherine said, well, if, if nothing happens to the channel and, you know, if, if it doesn't, if nobody watches it, at least we have videos that we can look back on and watch, you know, where we, like where it started from to where it is now. Yeah. And so yeah. we just started putting stuff on YouTube. The channel is called AKA Home Shed, mm-hmm. kind of like a spinoff of homesteading, but with a home shed, yeah. right? And, um, and so we, oh, and also AKA is Adrian, Catherine and Axel. That's our names. (laughs) So. Ah, nice. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. They're like, oh, okay. That makes sense now. But so we just started recording and Catherine in the, in the beginning, she didn't want to be on camera. She just wanted to hold the camera and, you know, just videotape. And so I didn't know what to say or what to do, but I just got in front of the camera and started kind of talking about stuff. And I try to tell little jokes and you know, and then we started doing like little skits and stuff like that. And the channel has just continued to grow. It's not a huge channel. It's still very small. We only had 800 mm-hmm. and like 50 or 60 subscribers, but from zero and not knowing anybody, you know, and people liking yeah. it and it's, it's kind of like, wow, okay, well, people are watching this. And so, um, you know, every week we seem to get more and more subscribers and we just, you know, just kept documenting. We just kept recording. And one thing that is pretty incredible is we started to develop like i guess people who are really interested in uh, our family and in the project and that kind of motivated us even more yeah because when we didn't post a video for a while somebody would comment on the on our previous video and say hey where are you guys at like you know we're ready for the next video and so that kind of motivated us to to keep to keep doing that you know to keep to keep posting and um it's been it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun doing the youtube thing very cool yeah, I you know, it's fun when you can find a community and find people who are kind of a fan of what you're doing and it it you motivate them and they motivate you right back. Right. Yeah. That's one thing that um I wasn't really expecting when we started putting these videos up. You know, we we put these videos up and 
and random strangers that we've never met before started watching these videos and they were like, you know, Hey, you know, I hope you guys are doing well. And they just saying really nice things. And you have a couple of people who say some negative stuff. I mean, I guess that's the internet, right? But for the most part, everybody's really supportive, you know, and everybody's really, really nice. And it's just been, it's been an awesome experience to be able to put these videos up and to have people who are interested in our family, our, our life, our house. And we have like the same, we have probably around 50 people who continue, like the same people who keep commenting over and over again that I've, that we've never met. And they're from all over the place. You have <laughs> people awesome. from Canada, from, you know, um, from Brazil, from all over the place, United States, everywhere. And it's just, it's really encouraging to see that. Yeah. And it keeps us, it keeps us going, you know? So that's, that's, it's pretty awesome. That's really cool. Are there um, any YouTube channels that like, were particularly helpful to you, you know, people that you want to kind of give shout outs to? Sure. One of the first ones that we watched is, um, they're, they're huge. I'm sure you guys, you might've seen them already, but it's a uh, better together life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen those, um, you know, them before, but they have a building almost the same size as ours. I think theirs is a 16 by 48, which is two feet, okay. you know, difference than ours. And they have, I think like five kids. And they're all wow. living inside of this inside of this this building, and they have lofts, and and they their their house is very nice. They're also, I think, in Texas, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we we watched their their videos, and they were one of the the channels that motivated us to you know to do this to try this out, and uh, and then we were like, well, they have like five kids, and we have one, <laughs> so if they can do it with those many kids, then maybe we can just do it with the one, and that really um. That really motivated us to, you know, to give it a shot. And we're, we're really happy that yeah. we did. Yeah. That's awesome. Catherine, what about you? Um, I really don't watch that much YouTube. <laughs> I <laughs> just follow. <laughs> yeah, I just leave it okay. to everything to him. But yeah, uh, we do have one child and it's a lot of work. Uh, we do have yeah. a puppy too. And I'm technically taking care of three kids because cooling my husband is almost like a kid too sometimes. Yep. But (laughs) (laughs) but I don't. I really am not a big fan of YouTube. I'm Mm. just a normal, calm person that I should watch (laughs) TV or technology. I beg to differ. Well, but were there any I, any resources, any resources or books or movies or anything that that kind of inspired you to want to to do this? Um, I barely read. I don't. I I barely read. I am a I'm a big fan of Princess Diana, so I'm into that or the Kennedys. But nice. Uh, Adrian will see like uh, videos from the shed house, and he'll send it to me. And I'll watch it. I'm uh-huh. like, we have to do this kind of thing, almost the same thing in our house, but do it differently, so we don't they don't think that we're copying uh-huh. them. But there was a lot of videos that he will show me, and I like some ideas that other people had. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. we have to do that in our house too. Nice. All right. Well, Adrian and Catherine Alvarez, thank you so much for being guests on the Tiny House Lifestyle podcast. It was really fun to to chat today. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having us. I feel like I was on uh, Joe Rogan. It was great. <laughs> thank you so much for the experience. Oh, come on. Okay. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Hopefully it was a good experience for you. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Thank you so much, man.
Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much to Adrian and Catherine Alvarez for being guests on the show today. You can find the show notes, including links to their YouTube channel, photos of their shed build, and a complete transcript at thetinyhouse.net slash 210. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 210. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.